Hey, I'm Matt Sparks. And I'm Branson Stowell. And welcome to the Film Exchange, where two friends and film enthusiasts discuss the movies that inspire us. Today, our film is Live Flesh. This is Pedro Amadovar's 12th film, released in 1997, and based on an English book of the same name by Ruth Rendell. It stars Javier Bardem, Francesca Neri, and Liberto Rabal. I'm going to apologize for all my Spanish pronunciations ahead of time. The film follows a man who is sent to prison after crippling a police officer and then seeks redemption years later after he was released uh this is branson's film why did you pick it branson i chose this film because i think that this is a little bit of a off the beaten path didn't get any major nominations i think it did actually get a bafta nomination for best foreign language film but outside of that i think it's just kind of this really solid sexy film that combines sex and violence and a little bit of this disturbing way it's got this great love triangle love pentagon simultaneously like a romance a crime drama and this kind of philosophical political think piece i think it's emblematic of his style and it's also the first time he worked with penelope cruz which is mind-blowing to me what did you think upon first viewing this movie First, it's just crazy to me he has so many amazing movies. When I looked it up, this is his 12th movie, like in the 90s, and he has so many more after that. You know, I always love his characters, like capacity for them to change. Somebody they hated in the beginning of the movie, they love. At the end of the movie, it's their lover. Also, I always find it just really refreshing and inspiring because, you know, I feel like if somebody does me wrong, they're just like written off. <laughs> but... The way I see his characters react to their trials and tribulations is something I want to aspire to. And I love how he always mixes in the past with the present. They always span years and years. Another perfect Almodovarism is just kind of this moral ambiguity and having you sort of shift allegiances. There's good and bad, like all of us. And I think it's kind of interesting to think about in terms of uh, like cancel culture. If, you know, somebody does something kind of fucked up, like what Victor did, cancel you know, but I feel like Amadova challenges your capacity for empathy, even in his movies where the quote bad guy, even when they're more villainous and they aren't redeemed, uh, you still always kind of can see yourself in their shoes. Or something. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene, I think, had to be probably the most dramatic one, which was when Sancho and Victor are struggling over the gun and Elena and David catch eye contact and it's like mm. super dreamy Almodovar movies always have that melodramatic dreamy fantasy aesthetic but this was one of the most literal interpretations I've seen of that kind of mimicking slow motion like I don't think it was shot in slow motion but it's shot to look like slow motion you know and yes was, what, what was your favorite scene the uh graphic uh sex scene that they finally have between Elena and Victor <laughs> where you just starts off and you see these cheeks swaying <laughs> that's so hot would you call that graphic? I would just call that... Well, I know that back in the day, they had to cut some of this to make it rated R. When you get to the beautiful sexy and there's this kind of ambiguous visual poetry that's so raw and you see these butts, which is also on the, on the poster, that sex and violence... He combines sort of the raw, carnal nature of both of those things in such a way that he won't do again, I think, until Bad Education. Which I know, also- I was kind of hoping there'd be some LGBTs, but we just haven't had any LGBT here at the podcast yet. 
aside from me. I thought the up close butt was really <laughs> of Victor L- Liberto. No, yeah, I mean it's definitely hot. What did you think of Javier Bardem's character? <laughs> well, I didn't know that they had worked together, oh. but I was happy to see that they have. I don't. Anyways, no, I I don't know if I've seen him in any movie pre No Country for Old Men, to be honest. And again, I mean, if you want to take that capacity for change literally, like you know, he turned his accident into an opportunity to change careers and become a professional Paralympic athlete. I'm one of our thought of Bardem's character as someone who condemns himself was the word he used in English like early on. He's actually even though he's not the one that goes to prison you always see him like in a cage behind bars some film school uh, 101 <laughs> you know bars show up but yeah. uh, cool cool to see and, and look for someone pointed out he had a sh- he has a shirt too that says 100% animal when he's playing basketball and uh, just kind of plays into that carnal nature and I think so much of this film it is carnal and not only visually but I think thematically that's a big thing is controlling instincts and and sort of taming that that side of ourselves you know what I didn't what I saw was um Javier Bardem's mother plays the midwife in the opening scene oh does she interesting Pilar Bardem huh I always loved this, his scores. I saw this was the second time he worked with Alberto Iglesias. I think he worked with him pretty much the rest of his career, but like it's just always those very iconic romantic scores with great melodies. Finally, that man was nominated last year for Parallel Mothers for score. Took long enough. I think the thing that sets this film apart and part of the reason why I went here as opposed to some of his other pieces is... You know, I think it's a little bit more exciting. And if you're jumping into Almodovar, I think it's a good intro to sort of his dynamics. And like you said, it covers a lot of his bases that he'll end up using for the rest of his career. But I also think it's fun to, to have some of these familiar faces of people who go on to have you know long careers like Bardem, who's very early in his acting career. I do feel like of his movies, this one's definitely overlooked. I'd never heard of it. And, you know, it seems like there's slim reviews on it online compared to his other movies i feel like if this came out in the 2000s or even around now the oscars would you know eat it up every everything almodovar does they love these days but yeah i definitely think this movie is just as good as you know all those ones that got all the awards later on if you're talking about a top five list, I, it's probably of his films. I'd say it's probably worthy of that distinction in my eyes. Top five? Of his films? Yeah. Why not? I think it's in my top 10 for sure. He's only got like 22. <laughs> only 22. That's a lot. I defend top five. Top 10. That's like that's like making it to the NBA playoffs. Half the league makes it to the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll hope you follow us on our Instagram and Twitter accounts at Film Exchange Pod, all one word. Please let us know if there's a film or something you'd like us to talk about, and we'll see you next time.